Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The news all week long has been about the raid or the search, depending on who you're talking to, of Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's home in Florida. Let's talk to our guest, former FBI agent for 20 years, SWAT team member of the FBI, who, among their other investigations, participated in the 9-11 investigation and the Oklahoma City bombings, assistant special agent in charge of overseeing all criminal, cyber, and counterintelligence investigations. He's also a lawyer. His books include Why Teens Fail and What to Fix and Disorderly Conduct. John Ianelli joins us. John, thank you very much uh, for for taking the time. What's your view of the developments of the last several days, beginning with the FBI search warrant and the raid of Mar-a-Lago? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. I will tell you, I I have concern about the search of Mar-a-Lago because I'm not sure it rose to the level of executing an FBI search. Now, The warrant tells us what they were looking for, but maybe there's something more that hasn't been revealed, the motivation. But a lot of this is really procedural stuff. That's why you have attorneys for Donald Trump negotiating with government attorneys, trying to produce whatever documents that they agree to, to escalate it to this level. I certainly see it fracturing the country politically. How does the FBI conduct a search of this magnitude? We're told the Miami office wasn't aware that the D.C. office would search Mar-a-Lago and that the warrant was issued days before the search actually took place. So when a search warrant is signed by a judge, uh, if you're doing it in the same city in which the warrant signed, obviously you can execute it much faster. In this case, I understand the several days delay because... First and foremost, you've got Secret Service agents on location whose job is to protect the former president. There has to be coordination with the Secret Service office to make sure that they're aware somebody's going to be coming in that morning. There was probably conversations with the director of the Secret Service, and the agents on scene may have been informed hours before. Likewise, you have to get your resources down to Florida. You have to be able to set up, coordinate make sure that everybody knows what their position and assignment is. So the three-day lapse does not concern me in that much. Why did they not use the Miami office? Well, this is a very sensitive case. It's essentially need to know until it becomes public. So if the matter is being worked out of D.C., it's easier for the FBI and more practical to use the agents who are actually working this investigation. My guest is John Ionelli. He's a former FBI special agent and a lawyer. You can find him online at FBIJohn.com, FBIJohn.com. People are asking, we're not lawyers. We hear the term affidavit. We hear the term search warrant. How How do the two relate? So the search warrant is part of what the judge will sign off on. The judge will look at the, the search warrant outlines what the specific violation of law is being alleged, and the items that wish to be searched for. So, for example, I'm looking for records pertaining to X, Y, Z, etc. The affidavit is written in first person by the agent. I'm John Yannarelli, an agent of the FBI, and I attest to the following facts. And it will go on for pages and pages outlining 
what the investigation is, the evidence that's collected to date, the reason we have probable cause to believe that such and such exists at the property. The judge will review the affidavit, and if he finds the affidavit acceptable that there is probable cause, hence they'll sign off on the warrant. Now, to dig, Roy, it's important to point out they've released the search warrant to the public, but they have not released the affidavit. And that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see what was the justification for this warrant. And there's probably reasons, I imagine, why they haven't released the affidavit yet. Are you surprised that they released the search warrant? I'm not surprised they released it at all. I uh, I know that the Trump attorneys uh, were okay with the warrant being released. There was some questions in the first few days. Why would President Trump not just release the warrant himself? Well, the warrant says essentially what the government believes is wrong. It doesn't say anything that would defend you as a defendant in this matter. So there's really no incentive to release it on his part, but it doesn't hurt him either. It's just an assertion by the government that we are going to find these documents. It doesn't prove their case in any way either. The affidavit is what's so important. We want to see the affidavit. And of course, we want to see what they actually collected. I guarantee that's going to take some time to go through all those documents before the government's ready to unseal. Yeah, there, there's much conjecture of uh, what might have been taken from Mar-a-Lago. Uh, there's been conjecture as well about, uh, well, we've heard the word espionage. We've heard the words of nuclear weapons. We've heard um, uh, that the documents were two levels above top secret. So if we take all of that and then throw a grain of salt into it, what's the significance of the search of a former president of the United States home the first time in history this has happened? It's extremely significant that it was done, and that's why the government better have their ducks in a row on this one, because you have opened up the floodgates. It's no longer going to be unprecedented if it happens again in the future. But let me be very clear on something. The Espionage Act sounds very scary. It implies is somebody providing information to a foreign government, etc. It's essentially just the name of the act. It applies to anybody who just mishandles classified documents. It doesn't mean that they're mishandling them for the purpose of helping another foreign country in some way. And likewise, we hear about top secret, classified, sensitive. All of that sounds very special to the general public who hasn't worked with these documents. As an agent, virtually every document that came across my desk was top secret. They're very, very common. There's millions and millions of these documents. So the question here is, what was so special about these documents that not only did they have to come back to the government, but the government had to go ahead and execute a search warrant to get them? We'll find out once they make it public. Yeah. Final question. What next? What next? Well, what next is going to be a lot of legal wrangling. There's going to be some pressure, both not only by the Trump attorneys, but by the media to for the government to release, okay, what was located. I can tell you, having worked public corruption cases, white-collar cases, where you're seizing large volumes of documents, it takes a while to go through them. Agents are going to have to sit with these documents, review them singularly to make sure that 
is this evidentiary or is it just something else we seize? I guarantee you, they collected a lot of papers that will have nothing to do with the case because that happens all the time and all that will get returned. But once they have gone through everything, we'll know where we stand. The next step, they're either going to say there was nothing there or there'll be a criminal indictment. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.